And welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. And I'm Talon. And today we are going over our Goodreads 2023 year in review and looking ahead to 2024. Happy New Year. Yeah, today is not, but it is January 1st. Which is when we will be releasing this. I hope everyone's New Year's Eve went great and we're hydrating where we need to. I don't know. I don't do anything on New Year's Eve, so I don't know. Me neither. I hope I make it till 20 or midnight, but I probably won't. I asked if we could like watch the ball drop from bed, mm. like on a phone or something. And I think last year I asked, Dave said no. Was la- last You year were at my house last Never year. Mind. Yeah. Two years ago I asked and Dave said no. <laughs> Wait, last year we, st- we, we don't have cable, so we were streaming it. And we're watching the ball drop. And I think Jake looked at his phone. And he was like, guys, it's already January <laughs> 1st. And we're like, seven. <laughs> it was on delay. It's, just not, it's like, I don't know. I like to sleep. I don't. Yeah, I like to wake up feeling refreshed. Except this year we're going to the Eagles game. Um, we'll be in Philly. So we're going to the game on the 31st. And then we're meeting some friends. I, I hope I'm not a Debbie Downer. And like, guys, I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, I'll be on my couch, so mm. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Speaking of looking forward to it, next year, we have some plans for our books. First off, what are you looking forward to? I have a couple books that I'm looking forward to. My goal, so this year I read more than my goal. So I'm increasing my goal, but not like too much because I don't want to like force quantity. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to like read and enjoy it. And if I go over, that's great. Um, my goal this year was 52. I was going to read one year. One year, one a week, mm-hmm. and I did sixty-two. So that's good. That's but I think great. My, I think my goal is gonna be sixty because I think I read at a pretty good pace for me this mm-hmm. year. And if I do more than that, you know, that's great. Yeah, I am looking forward to the first book we're gonna read this year. Actually, already came out, but it's a new release, which is Powerless yeah. by Lauren Roberts. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It has like really good reviews. People seem to like it. It's all over BookTok and Bookstagram. And we have a, a friend who's on Bookstagram who just read it. And we have similar tastes, I think. So mm-hmm. I, I think that I'm going to really like it. And then in terms of new releases, I have like a little bit of a short list. Okay. Yeah, I have I have like only two. The first one, other than, yeah, other than Powerless that I personally want to read that I, I know that you don't, is um, The Atlas Complex, which is the third in the Atlas Six trilogy and the last book and it's mm. coming out on january 9th Ooh, that's soon it's soon and i'm really looking forward to it but i kind of want to reread the first two beforehand but i think both of those books i read in like 48 hours so okay i, I think, think you can fun. do it then i also don't have to read it as soon as it comes out but i'm just looking for i'm gonna go buy it and then look at it for a while okay. and then i am also looking forward to a tempest of tea by hafsa Faisal. It's like a heist with vampires. Ooh. And it looks really exciting. And I've seen a lot of people on Book Talk being really excited about it. And that's coming out in February 20th. I think it's a YA, I'm not quite sure. But it, it said it was like for people who like Six of Crows, which mm. is Lee Bardugo. And I did like that. So I'm looking forward to it. Never heard of it. Yeah, maybe I found it on Book Talk. So thank you to whomever I saw first posting about it on Book Talk because that's where I'm gonna find it. <laughs> And The Familiar, speaking of our friend Lee. My buddy um, Lee. On, a- <laughs> on April 9th, which I think is like an adult debut of hers. I am looking forward to it. I don't... Ninth House is adult. Is it? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Never mind. 
But um, it's like a standalone, mm-hmm. which I think is new for her because she often does things in series. I'm excited for it because I love Leigh Bardugo. I'm not excited for it in the way that I'm mad that she wrote something that isn't Ninth House 3. Don't get me started. <laughs> I mean, I agree. It is one of my, I only have two that I'm excited for this year. One of them is The Familiar. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it's about, but I know I'm very excited for it because it's been on my TBR since I found out about it, which yep. was since she released like, oh, I'm writing a new book. And I think my heart stopped like, oh, thank God it's the third Alex Stern. No, it's not. Lee, we have to talk about this because Lee, I was, I was so fourth way. I'm sorry. Just kidding. <clears throat> the other numeral value, um, ninth house <laughs> is I read it for the first time this year and I was very lucky because I read it like right after Hellbent came out just coincidence and it's one of my top reads ever mm-hmm. um and now I'm with everybody who's been waiting for mm-hmm. Hellbent I'm now experiencing that now so Lee I appreciate you please focus focus <laughs> everyone's like oh no we want shadow and bone back on Netflix I'm like I don't I don't. No distractions. No George R. R. Martin shit here, please. Thank you. Yeah, buckle down. Buckle. We got things to do. <laughs> what else is on your list? Because now they might be some things that are on mine. Okay, literally, it's only two, like I said. Okay. So it's The Familiar and Funny Story by yeah. Emily Henry. Yeah. You know, I still that... haven't read Happy Place. I really liked Happy Place. You're the only person in the world, I think. I know. <laughs> I was just thinking that because I was writing a little, little short list of everything I gave five stars to this year. Mm-hmm. And again, I read 60 books and like, I don't know, there's maybe like 15 of them on this list. So I guess that says something about me, but it's fine. I liked Happy Place, but people didn't. Yeah. I'll, I'll read it. I'll read it. Because I mean, I bought it like the day it came out, but I've just been looking at it for months now. So <laughs> I need to read it. Funny stories. And I mean, Emily Henry always does standalones. Yeah. I don't even care. I just like everything she writes. So yeah, this one actually, I think sounds really, really good. I'm assuming it's about a woman who's independent and doesn't like men. Woo! Doesn't like need a man and then a man who needs her. It's amazing. Statistically, that's what Emily Henry writes about. And that's probably why I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, my last thing on my list, which actually comes out like second on the list, is uh, Emily Wilde's Map of the Other Lands, which is Emily Wilde number two. I read the first Emily Wilde's Encyclopedia of Fairies at the lake and I thought because I brought it with me because the cover is like all springy and beautiful and I thought it was going to be like a springy and summery kind of book and it's not it takes place in like the arctic yeah or like Norway or whatever the winter and I was like oh I was like oh this is a weird book to be reading on the beach but it's fine um but I did really love that book so the second one's coming out in like two weeks I need to read that one too I started it and I was like not vibing and again I feel like I have to say this every time that doesn't mean it's not a good book. I've done it with Ninth House. It means I just got to put it back and then get back to it when I'm in the mood. And then I also have on my little list of things that I'm looking forward to reading is the Shepherd King duology, which is One Dark Window and something about towers by Rachel Gillig. I think I put it on my TBR and then you shortly after put it on your TBR, which I thought was news fun. to me. I always like when that happens. It's hold on. Let me is show you the my, cover. Is it on my TBR? Yes. <gasps> I have that. I bought that. It's right here. It's right yeah. here. I bought, I, it. I bought it's it. It's already out. Both of yeah. them are already out. They came out. This one came out in 2022. Oh, they're already out? Both of them. Oh, we should read that soon. We should. Yeah. Because I hear a lot of good things about it, and it's like a completed duology, but it's it's on my list of like books I really want to read next year. Yeah. That, those two. 
Oh, wait, I have it right here because it, it is on my TBR. Uh, I'm not going to. Why do we talk about fantasy books? I don't know anybody's name. Elspeth? I don't know. It sounded really good, and I've heard really good things about it, so that's on my list of things that I want to read. Yeah. Okay, we'll um, read it. Look out for that in 2024. <laughs> look out for that in 2024. Stay tuned. I was actually looking at the most anticipated books of 2024 on Goodreads, and I actually found, some, like, one. Yeah, one by Simone St. James is coming out in March. So she does a lot of thriller books that I love. It's a must-read author for me. And then also I know that Riley Sager is coming out with a new one in June. And he does a lot of mystery that I love. So I'm really excited for those two. And so we've talked about Tessa Bailey before. Tessa Bailey, Queen of Dirty Talk. And I always like, minus It Happened One Summer, I always either DNF a Tessa Bailey book or I give it like a three stars and I'm like I'm done with Tessa Bailey and then I'm never done with Tessa Bailey (laughs) I keep coming back for more I don't know so here's the thing so Tessa Bailey is coming out with a new book in February called Fangirl Down and it is a golf pro romance and I am newly into golf I hate to say it but I am and I was like I need a I need a golf romance and none exists I'm like do I have to write this myself Apparently not because Tessa Bailey's doing it for me. So thank you, Tessa. <laughs> One more shot. <laughs> I mean, she's like, people love her. It's just probably not your thing. I mean, the sex scenes are great. It's just the dirty talk I sometimes can't get behind. It's fair. I don't know. I'm 36% of the way through Icebreaker, and I'm counting that as one of the books that I read this year. So if you count icebreaker that i haven't finished but i will in the next three or four days probably tomorrow yeah and scrooge which i did not put on my goodreads (laughs) 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 then i've actually read 62 books this year speaking of like dirty talk there isn't a lot of it which is good because i don't i don't vibe with that yeah no icebreaker's great how do you like it so far i like it okay good i would like it because uh, i think i've said this before i just don't really care for like sports in general i don't know if you could tell based on like all of me but i'm not a sports person (laughs) and i was like uh you know like in the beginning it was like a lot of like sports politics like teams and Mm -hmm. people like you know regionals and all this stuff and i'm like i don't care but i i like the i like nathan yeah i like his name he's good (laughs) he doesn't wear sweater vests though (laughs) yeah um to everyone who doesn't get that (laughs) reference (laughs) When I was a child, my Sims boyfriend was a guy named Nathan who was just made up, who wore a sweater vest. And um, ever since then, the the name Nathan has uh, has been my boyfriend. No, I like him. I really don't like Anastasia, but I think that's the point, is that she's, like, kind of annoying. Yeah. I think she comes around. I'm assuming she does. Yeah. I'm only 36% of the way through the book, and a lot has happened, but... I remember that. You're going to hate the epilogue, so just go into knowing that right now. I mean, I have so many physical books on my physical TBR that I just need to read them. So whatever I pick up has to be read. This is a fun game because I started out this year with like five books on my physical TBR. And I, I don't know what the ratio of bought to read was, but I currently have 16. I but I think out... that's a lie because these two shelves are TBR and there's way more than 16 books on them. <laughs> I started out with 50 some, 50 some or 60, 62, something, 52 or 62, something like that. And I was like, I'm going to put myself on a book buying ban until Emily Henry comes out with Happy Place. 
I now have about 70. <laughs> I read. Including Happy Place. <laughs> including Happy Place. I read um, 70 this year. No, it's okay. So the ratio, it just, I there is none. I think I just needed to take the pressure off myself and be like, you're going to buy books and just That's accept funny. it. It is what it is. Yeah, so my goal was 60 books this year because my life was kind of going to be a shit show this year. I knew that. And I didn't know if I'd be able to read or not for most of it. So my goal was 60 because last year it was 70, but I read 69. And that hurt. And I only had like 300 pages to go in the book I was reading on December 30th, 31st. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you were there. I was like, go upstairs. <laughs> I didn't make it. <laughs> I think I finished it on like the first. Yeah. Um, so I was like, okay, let's just do 60. And I did 70. According to Goodreads, it's 69. But I did not put a very grumpy Christmas or whatever the fuck it was called. <laughs> a very bossy Christmas on my Goodreads. I don't know. Yeah. I just had a thought about book like reading goals. Yeah. I think reading goals are great to keep you on track, but Definitely. I also think that like I am hit, I'm putting a goal for myself, which I personally think is very achievable next year, which is 60 mm-hmm. books because I just did 60 books and I'll probably do more than that. Mm-hmm. And like, if I'm, you know, 40 books by July, I'll probably up it, you know, or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like they mean nothing. Right. And I think that reading is fun. And it's supposed to be fun. And we shouldn't be putting stressing goals on ourselves. Because, like, you just said, like, oh, I didn't hit my goal last year and it was disappointing. It's like, well, that sucks. Like, why are we disappointing ourselves for an arbitrary number? Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to put for next year. I should probably think about that. Because next year is in, like, five days. Mm-hmm. Less than. But they didn't let you set your goal yet, I think. Yeah, I should think. Maybe I'll do, like, 65. I want to do a little bit more than I set my goal for this year. But also, again, my life next year is kind of going to be a little bit of a shit show as well. When is it going to end? We'll see. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Like, I understand it's like, it's a challenge. You know, you want to push yourself a little bit and challenge mm-hmm. yourself to like do more, whatever. But like, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be like a, an assignment. Yeah. Because then that's yeah. just too much like school. That takes the fun out of it. Yeah. Like, you always hear the the stories of people at the end, like in December, how many people are like, oh, you know, like I have to read like six more books this month because mm-hmm. like I have to hit my goal. I have to hit my goal. And it's like, well. Just have fun. Just have fun. Just read books you like. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Read books That's you like. Read books you want to read. Once I hit 60, I hit that like last month. I was like, oh, maybe I should up it. But I'm just like, I don't know if I want to up it because I don't want to put pressure on myself because maybe I'm just going to be in the, well, I sometimes get in moods where I don't pick a book up for two weeks. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to be like, put pressure on myself. And then you have to live with the for the next yeah. year. You're like, oh, I didn't hit my goal last year. And you're like beating yourself up over essentially nothing. I mean, it's good to, to hit a reading goal, kind of keep you on track. But, you know, just remember, it's all fun. We read as adults for fun and escapism. And for me, it's a coping mechanism. But now I get to talk about books with you. So, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about like oh, in the beginning of January last year, like I did not think that this would happen. Like Same. this was not a twinkle in my eye. I didn't even right. consider this. So obviously we're reading a lot more and a lot more together, which is very fun and I love because we didn't, you know, we started this like three quarters of the way through 2023. So and I do think that I'm probably going to read more than 60 next year, especially if we do like one or two buddy reads every yeah. so often. But And I think books kind of have a way of creeping up on me, like think, talking about like what books am I excited for next year? I don't really know because like, did anybody know about Fourth Wing before it was released? I don't know. Mm-mm. I didn't. And I then didn't. next thing you know, it's like slapping America and the entire world across its face. 
<laughs> their face. Yeah. Did you see her Instagram post the other day? Rebecca Yaros? I don't know. She, I don't think um, I follow her on Instagram. She posted, so she just wrote a book that is not Fourth Wing 3. It was just, like, another book. And then she, I guess, has this, like, whiteboard. So she had, like, a like a. Oh, chart. Katie sent that to me. Shout out to Katie. Yeah. Shout out to Katie, our best friend. <laughs> um, she, like, wiped the whiteboard clean and then wrote, like, number three at the top. And, like, mm-hmm. she's starting right now to write Fourth Wing 3. Well, which is exciting. It's exciting. Take your time, Rebecca. Take your time. Yeah. Draft it out. If only another author would start writing the third book. In <laughs> <laughs> Lee, where are you Just at? Start sending that video to Lee. Like, <laughs> get it together. So I rated a lot of books five stars this year, but a lot of them were rereads. Oh, that's or fine. Like, Rereads come out. And some of these things I, like, forgot that it was this year. Maybe that's oh. just an end-of-the-year recap thing, but sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot that mm-hmm. Hellbent came out this year. I read a lot of Rebecca Ross this year. Oh, yeah. I read A River Enchanted and A Fire Endless at the beginning of the year, and I forgot about that. I have a bunch of V.E. Schwab. I read Vicious and Villains this year. Mm-hmm. We reread yeah. Addie LaRue. We, we, we reread Addie LaRue, which mm-hmm. is, like, what sparked the podcast i gave that five stars i read a lot of olivia blake this year which was the atlas paradox which is the second of the atlas series mm-hmm. i read one for my enemy which i gave five stars to and masters of death which i gave five stars to masters of death came out this year and i originally wasn't going to give it five stars but then i was like oh it was like a four star book and then i put it down and i like sat with myself for like a minute and then i picked it back up and started reading the beginning because it made me think about like there were so many loose ends being tied up that I was like, what? And I like reread like the, it left like foot, like breadcrumbs in like the prologue. Mm. And I was like, this means it's a five-star book because I can't stop thinking about it. So mm-hmm. I gave it five stars. I do want to reread that eventually. So I now that I like know what happened, I reread The Hunger Games <laughs> and I gave them five stars. And I read for the first time The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, which I hated. And then it became a movie and the one kid that I work with is obsessed with that movie and he keeps telling me to watch it and I was like no the book was terrible I I saw like some reviews of people being like this is amazing and then other people agreeing with me it was essentially that like this book didn't need to exist um it was like a prequel from the perspective of the villain but like nobody was asking for it because Mm. like the villain didn't need a prequel to justify his actions he just he was pretty justified and or not justified but he was you understood where he was coming from and I didn't need a whole book about it what else? Fourth Wing, Darker Shade of Magic series. All five stars. All, threads, all five stars across the board. Starling House, I gave five stars too, but loyal listeners of the podcast already know that. <laughs> I forget what else. Oh, Six Deaths of the Saint, which is Alexi e. Harrow, but it's literally 30 pages. Oh. It's like part of a short story series or something. I don't know. But it was 30 pages and I read it and it felt like it was like a monster novel. It was like so packed. What are some standouts for you this year? Standouts for me. Okay, so I just counted. I gave 29 books five stars. But some of them actually are rereads. Some of them are like self-helpy kind of books. And if I vibe with it I or educational, I give five stars too. But some of my standouts of the year, this one was on my TBR since the day that I found out it existed, which was the day that the world found out it existed. Spare by Prince Harry. <laughs> yeah. Number one. <laughs> one of my top reads of the year will reread it <laughs> carrie soto is back by taylor jenkins reed okay. love her she's a immediate read author for me 
Um, I reread Daisy Jones and the Six, speaking of Taylor Jenkins Reid, because it came out as a Prime series in the Prime series. I thought it was okay. (laughs) Picked up Ninth House for the first time on March 31st. I gave that five stars and then immediately picked up Hellbent, which I also gave five stars. I don't think Hellbent was as good as Ninth House, to be honest, but it was still very good. I agree with that. Yeah, so Ninth House is one of my top reads of the year, along with Spare. The Huntress by Kate Quinn, really good historical fiction. I read the Darker Shade of Magic series for the first time, gave it five stars. Reread Addie LaRue, also gave that five stars. Fourth mm-hmm. Wing, I gave five stars too. The Only One Left by Riley Sager, five stars. One of his best books, I think. Progress Throws of Power. And I read You Again. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I thought the characters had depth and I think you're not supposed to really like, I don't know. They're, I don't know. They're just depth. There's depth to the characters and I actually really enjoyed you again a lot. That was a five star and that was my standout for the year. And then most recently, The Serpent and the Wings of Night by Carissa Broadbent. Not really. I'm not really one for vampire books, but it was absolutely fantastic. It's on my list. I think I was very generous with my five stars this year. Or maybe I just read a lot of good books. Who knows? It sounds like you read a lot of good books. I think I did. I did not give five stars to Iron Flame, and the more I think about it, I said this to you the other day, the more I don't think it is a five-star book. I actually, yeah, we talked about this the other day, and I gave it, I updated my rating and gave it four stars, because I I agree. Yeah. (laughs) I just don't think it was that good. I I can't put my finger on it. Oh, actually, I can put my finger on it. We talked about it on the podcast. Uh Uh-huh. Just too much action for absolutely no fucking reason. You're just not enough payoff per yeah. event. Yeah. I felt like every two chapters there was, like, a new adventure we're going on or a new, like, fight or drama and it none of them paid off or felt like they needed to pay off. Like, if there was a payoff, the payoff felt like it was stupid and we could have gotten that result from something else. Yes. I will say I really enjoy all of the memes on the internet of, like, making fun of Violet for not for being mad that Zayden isn't telling her enough. <laughs> it's so funny. Because for a really long time, I didn't see any of those. And I was like, oh, people like love this book. You know, like, it's just us that think that. It's not. <laughs> no. I think, like, I gave Hellbent five stars. Maybe that's, like, a 4.5. I gave Hellbent five stars. I have to reread it, to be honest. It wasn't as good as Ninth House. But, like, I just love everything about mm-hmm. what Lee did with that, that... I don't know. It's just it's a five star series to me. Feel a little yeah. bit different about Fourth Wing. Well, the series. Yeah. I mean, obviously I'm gonna we're gonna read the third one oh, together. Yeah. And I think depending on the turn that the third one takes, because like it's a five book series, right? Mm-hmm. So like the third one is like the tip of the point. Yeah. And so like depending on where we think that we're going in the next two books, I will determine whether or not I'm gonna continue with the series, but I am looking forward to it. I think it says that it might come out in 2024. We'll see. We'll see. I think it's okay. Red Tower Books, if you're listening, I think it's okay. <laughs> if it doesn't come out in 2024 and she takes her time writing it and maybe it has to go back to editing a little bit, you know, take your time. Make yeah. make a make a good book. Yeah. It's okay. I made a short list of the books that I thought were disappointing. Oh, I want to hear it. Starting off strong with no great surprise is Divine Rivals. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Wait, I had a dream we read the sequel. Oh my god. It like just came out. Yeah, I had a dream we read it. Here's my thing about Divine Rivals. (laughs) 
I understand why people like it. I don't. Well, I understand that people like it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, I think if you're a romance reader, you know, like, the whole thing is, it's very romantic. You know, grand sweeping gestures. Like, people love that book. And I accept that about them. <laughs> I'm not I'm one not of those on, I'm not on the tiki-talkies that much, so I can't They really... love it. Oh. Well, especially because I've been watching a lot of people's, like, recaps. Like, oh, my favorite books of the year. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like, my most exciting reads. People are, like, really excited for Ruthless Vows. I personally, and, like, okay, listeners, I don't want to offend anybody. I understand that people like this book, right? But, like, we did not. I do not think that, like, a memory loss trope ever leads to like good things like i don't think that that's the way to go ever it feels like jumping the shark it feels like that was unnecessary and i think there was like many cooler things we could have done in that direction or we could have just not written a second book and made that first book like 200 pages longer and just finished the story Agree. because also i kind of feel like nothing happened anyway i didn't really enjoy it but i understand that people did but i think that if you are a fantasy reader like dominantly which i definitely am a fantasy reader it's not very fantastical and that's where it lost me like it was promised to be like this big romanticy and it's not it's a romance with magical third plot it's not even like a subplot it's like in the background i mean it lost me i'm a big both romance reader and fantasy reader the fantasy lost me but like also the romance that's just not my trope like you say you're it's marketed as enemies to lovers yes they're rivals though what semantics it yeah the cover like the book cover says yeah. enemies to love an epic yeah of enemies to lovers but, fantasy and i was like it's not any right of those it's not and i don't like my enemies to lovers to even like kiss until like page 300 they're getting yeah. married yeah page 300 like this is not romance i don't know it's not the romance i like anyway yeah i think that's what it is it's just it's preference yeah Um, but that was a disappointment for me because i was very much looking forward to getting that book i like was searching high and low searching barnes and nobles that were like an hour away because i couldn't find it and i was like i want this book i want this book i want this book and then i read it i was like i'm bummed my next disappointment was the magician's daughter by hg perry Mm -hmm. which i gotta be honest to our friend alexi harrow fan of the pod she has like a blurb on that book that says it's really great it is not Mm -hmm. I was bummed. I mean, to be honest, it's, like, sort of a historical magical fantasy, so I'm not, like, huge on, like, period things, but, you know, like, in some, like, dark academia and stuff, like, the period is important, but it felt stupid. just wasn't, I didn't like it. And it was the kind of book where the main character was uh, this weak little girl who couldn't do anything for herself, and she kept like falling down and being like oh someone help me and I'm like shut up and then <laughs> and then she would like talk there was like this big magical secret society that she was like trying to destroy or rescue her adopted father out of and people like would just tell her everything like it was very tell not show mm. I don't feel like don't feel like it was well written also the Caravelle series by Stephanie Garber yeah I remember you read that <laughs> mm-hmm. I read that before we started the podcast and that was actually fun because that I think was like one of the first times that we I was reading a book and you were like tell me what happened and I was like telling you about how I feel about this book like in a text. That was not the first time. The first time was when I stopped reading A Court of Thorns and Roses series and I had you (laughs) summarize the rest of it for me because I couldn't. (laughs) Yeah that's true. (laughs) 
or I have this memory of being at work and texting you about Caraval and like how I didn't like because I I gave the first one like three stars or it was probably like a three point four star. It was like it was it was good. Mm-hmm. And then the second one I gave two stars to, and then I read the third one, and you're like, "Why are you reading the third one if you gave the second one two stars?" And I'm like, "I don't know, <laughs> but I already bought them." <laughs> and it just went. The first one was good, and then it just all went downhill, and I just. Did you DNF any this year? No, you, you've never DNF. <laughs> I don't think I. I didn't know if that changed yet or not. <laughs> um, did I? I don't think so. Yes. Oh, you did. And I think I, I didn't even put it on my Goodreads. I think I'm trying to sell it. Things in Jars by Jess oh, Kidd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've tried. I started to pick it up, and I put it down twice, mm-hmm. and I realized that it's just not for me. Okay. I don't think it's a bad book. I just like couldn't like it was very densely written, mm-hmm. and I my eyes were like glazing over, and I was just like not into it, mm-hmm. and so I gave up on it. That's a DNF. That's my that's Rachie's first DNF of life. <laughs> Can you think of any books that you read this year that were like disappointments? Well, I do know that I went out and bought one. I think my thing is, I just, because I can walk to Barnes & Noble and I'm there like four times a week, I just see what's there and then I go on my Goodreads. And I'm like, oh yeah, that sounds good. Because I don't know the last time I really did a deep dive on a bookstagram or book talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not really like, I don't really have any that I'm like craving. Like I was dying for this book and I hated it kind of feel. But I do know that I did, I went out bought a book. I was like, oh, this sounds really good. Started reading it, returned it because it was that horrible and I wanted my money back. <laughs> I won't say what it is. Yours truly by Abby Jimenez. That is the sequel to Part of Your World, which I liked. I gave it four stars. Um, and the best friend, you know, got her own book kind of vibe thing. And I really mm-hmm. liked the best friend. So I was like, let me do this. No. It was 380 pages of miscommunication and then 40, the last 40 pages were the trope that Rachel and I hate the most. Will not spoil it for anybody. <laughs> Something Wilder by Christine Lauren. I think I actually DNF'd that book, but I gave it a two stars because I read a lot of it. Didn't That's like it. That's on my it. TBR. Oh, sorry. It's okay. I have and... like all of her books or their books on my, on my TBR. And that's it, to be honest. Well, I guess I did read a lot of like four or five stars this year. That's good. Or if it's either it was a DNF or it was a four or five star. There was barely any in between. Must be nice. <laughs> next year. Next year. Next year I'll read bad books. No. Um, speaking of bad books, we have decided uh, that next year we're going to read Twilight. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I'm like really excited about I'm it. I'm excited for it too. I'm excited for our buddy reads next year. I'm excited to read Powerless with you. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to read One Dark Window. Yeah, yeah, I'm that's excited. a that's a duology. We can read both of them. Yeah, that'll be so fun. I'm excited for that, and I'm excited that we were like, let's start a podcast, and we did, and now look at us. Look at us. So, according to your year in books on Goodreads, how many pages did you read this year? Um, okay, because it's off because right. I didn't put Scrudge on there, so I did the math, and I read <laughs> <laughs> according to currently it says like twenty three thousand something mm-hmm. twenty three. 23,331. Scrudge was 150 pages, and um, Icebreaker, which I have not finished yet, is like 430, according mm-hmm. to the Kindle thing. So I added them together, and it's 23,916. Okay. So a little under 24,000 pages. Okay. My longest book was Fragile Threads at 648. I read 
Okay, this is off because it was updated 20 hours ago and I actually started reading, what did I have to start reading? The Immortalist by Chloe Benjamin. Mm-hmm. And I'm 100 pages in on that. So I read 27,358 pages. So add 100 to that. Mm-hmm. My longest book was the sequel to The Serpent and the Wings of Night or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The Ashes and the Star Cursed King is th- 665 pages long. My average book length was 396. Uh, mine was 388. Hmm. I like a longer book, actually. I think if it needs it, I don't mind. Yeah. Rebecca. I don't mind <laughs> reading a book that's like 500 pages long. I'm chilling. Yeah. If it's good, if it needs it, I don't think, you know, I don't think all stories need to be 500 pages long. Some no. books could be 200 pages long, as long as those 200 pages are good. Sometimes it's like, like, when we were reading, even we read Divine Rivals after we read Fourth Wing, or we read Starling House after we read Fragile Threads. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, wow, oh, 300 pages. That's going to be easy. This is mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. What are you looking forward to in 2024 in general? In, in life and in life. or in books? In life um, and books. So we were actually talking about this, Dave and I were just trying to figure out like what like our goals are going to be and Mm -hmm. i think that we went into 2023 with like a bad attitude not like Mm -hmm. a bad attitude but like we were like oh here we go again you know like we weren't like we weren't like putting good energy into the year Mm -hmm. so we're trying to be more positive this year with our energy and i said that my resolution is to be more of an active participant in my life Ooh, i love that thank you because very often if i'm not doing something i'm like i will do nothing and i love a good do nothing but i think I want do nothing to be like an event as opposed to the default. Yes. So that's my plan is that I'm going to do stuff. I'm also going to teach myself how to cook because I do not know how to cook. And Dave is the cookstress in the house. And very often he doesn't want to cook, which hopefully is something that we'll work on. But we will just get takeout and we have gained weight because of it. So we're not going to do that. (laughs) And I'm going to learn how to cook so I can. And maybe I will have breakfast one day and I'll tell you about it. You should. You should. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A good way to raise your cortisol levels and blood sugar is to not eat breakfast for all of the women out there who think intermittent fasting is good. It's not. Moving on. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What are something you're looking forward to this year? Moving. I'm also looking forward to moving. (laughs) I'm looking forward to getting out of Virginia and moving back. I'm, I don't know. I haven't really, we haven't really been reflective yet. That's for this week, but I had a 2023 was a uh, transition year, definitely. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do with my life moving forward. So I'm trying to be more in touch with myself, keep con- the connection with myself, and kind of be true in what's in alignment with me. So mm-hmm. moving and figuring all of that out. And just excited for what's next, keeping freedom and not settling. I'm also really looking forward to a year of podcasting with you because yeah. I think that that will be really fun. And we have grown a lot in like the two months. When did we start posting? October? Uh, I think so. Yeah. Like we have grown a lot in like the two months with little to no marketing or pushing or any sort of thing. We're yeah. just putting it out into the world and seeing where it goes. And I think we have been pretty successful with that with essentially like minimal yeah, I, something I've definitely learned is starting small is better. And they, they, we're doing this with literally a software. I have a cheap ring light and we have the cheapest microphones you can find. 
I don't even have a cheap ring light. I literally have a lamp. <laughs> and I just post random clips on TikTok in my spare time. If um if you guys are listening and you enjoy our little conversation conversations, um feel free to tell your friends about it. I told yeah. my mother-in-law about us this like over Christmas we were FaceTiming and she was like, "What?" And she's very funny and she doesn't like read as much as we do, but she, you know, she would vibe with us. And I'm like, "Yeah, listen to it. I don't care." Yeah, feel free to spread the word if you like us because we are literally just two girls with microphones and a dream. <laughs> we're just hanging out. Yeah, we're just hanging out. <laughs> but i'm interested to see like where we go at the end of the year like if we if we were gonna do this episode like a year from now like what where have we gone yeah well positive vibes heading into 2024 and listeners i hope everyone can enjoy your 2024 um and read good books and stick around with us as we talk about more books more books good (laughs) and bad and everything in between (laughs) and tell your friends Yeah, I'm excited. Another year of books. So many more worlds to get lost. Me too. And more friend time. All right. Thanks, besties. Thanks for listening. Um, Happy New Year. Have a great New Year, everyone. Happy January. Happy 2024. All right, besties. Thanks for hanging out with us. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you Monday with another episode. Bye. Bye.